Welcome to the official podcast of Cryptids, Anomalies, and the Paranormal Society. This is Whispers from the Dark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. I am your host, Barnaby, and it's been a busy couple weeks for us. We just got back from the Ohio Bigfoot Conference last weekend, and uh, it was too busy. We did not get any interviews uh, recorded at that convention, so that's why we haven't had uh, shows the last couple weeks, because we've, we've just been so busy with other stuff. But uh, speaking of that, guys, if you have not checked out, I have a brand new podcast on the Untold Radio Network produced by Mr. Doug Highcheck. It is called Monsters on the Edge. It is on every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. And uh, you can catch that on uh, Monsters on the Edge on Facebook, or you can go to Untold Radio AM. And uh, it is also available anywhere where you get your quality podcasts on any of your streaming platforms. Uh, also reminder to everybody on the trail of undiscovered beasts season one is on paraflix streaming. Now it is all about Bigfoot in Wisconsin. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet, paraflix paranormal is a all paranormal streaming platform, very similar to Netflix. It is three 99 a month, or you can use promo code caps 10 and get 10% off your first three months. You can show your support for the Caps team here. You can go to our website, wisconsincaps.com, click on Shop Our Store, and pick up all of your uh, cool merchandise there with our logos and so forth on it. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, magnets, stickers, mugs, tote bags, tank tops, pillows, and more. Show your support and show everybody uh, where they can find us. While you're online, make sure you check out all of our social media platforms at Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us at Wisconsin Caps or WI Caps on Instagram. If you guys want to see us in person, coming up this weekend, we are going to be at the Hodag Heritage Festival, May 20th in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. I will be doing a presentation on Bigfoot in Wisconsin. So if you guys want to come out and check that out, Carrie Bladorn will also be there giving a presentation on the history of the Hodag. T. Krulos will be there as well giving another presentation and Chad Lewis. So it's going to be a great event, free to the public, a lot of vendors, food, everything out there. And afterwards, head on over to our website. You can come out and go Bigfooting with us in Rhinelander. We are taking a group out into the woods to show you some of the historical stuff that we found there, as well as uh, show you some new stuff that may be out there and uh, go on in a little expedition that night. So if you want to do that, head over to wisconsincaps.com and click on public events, and there you can find tickets to come out and do that with us. After that, we head back to Ohio for the first ever Small Town Monsters Festival, Monster Fest, Canton, Ohio, June 3rd. And the Marinette Menominee Bigfoot and Paranormal Convention, June 9th and 10th in Marinette, Wisconsin. Uh, it is uh, Tickets are still on sale through today. Today is your last day if you're listening to this live or uh, Monday when it comes out, Monday May 15th is going to be the last day that you can get tickets for this. Uh, so up until midnight for the VIP dinner. So if you want to come have dinner with myself, Angela Zabel, Chad Lewis, and Christopher Noel, we will be there for dinner. And uh, otherwise, you can get tickets for the um, gallery reading and the general admission all day on Saturday. After that, we head to Chicago Paranormal Convention June 17th and MI Paracon in August in Sault Ste. Marie. Back to Wisconsin for the Glen Beulah, Wisconsin uh, Great Lakes Paranormal Conference. And then we head to Lexington, Kentucky for CryptidCon. All right, guys, that's where we're going to be. We got a couple other events coming up. Stay tuned for those. We'll let you know as soon as we get information out on them. But today's show, I have a guest on here. He is uh, over 10 years of Bigfooting research and investigating. Uh, he sent me an email with some interesting audio that we're going to have on the show today as well. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit about himself. Welcome to the show, Jake. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on, sir. It's a uh, privilege to be here. 
Awesome, man. I heard uh, you're you're a fan of our work. I am, yeah. To be honest with you, I was just checking out uh, the YouTube page just a couple of days ago um, at work. You know, had some downtime, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, why not kill some time on YouTube, right? And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, your next episode of the Hydrant um, Adventures up north. Hey, well, I say up north because I'm from I'm from Michigan, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh the first episode is uh coming out. Uh, actually, it should be out by the time you're listening to this. It will be out uh this Sunday, so it'll, it came out yesterday. If you're listening to this now, but uh, <laughs> it's it sucks pre-recording things because you have to think in advance of when this comes out and when. And so yeah, it should already be out. Uh, it is a special one-hour episode, uh, tribute to Craig Salt, the guy who uh, got the the trail camera photo. There is some investigating in there. It is a very cool episode. You get to hear some stories you've never heard before and uh, see some evidence as well. So looking forward to that. And then season two is is coming. It's starting to roll out. So uh, yeah, it's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah, I really, uh, I really liked what you guys did with that. Um, all of the episodes you've already done, I've seen them all. So not, not to say that just because I'm on your show, but uh, <laughs> I really wish I got to uh, I got to meet Craig before he passed. So what you were able to do on his property and uh, you know him allowing you to to come and visit and just be a part of that is awesome. It definitely was. Definitely was. Craig was an amazing man and uh, I can't say enough good stuff about him. And I, I really miss him every time we go up there. It was, it was hard to go back after he passed away because it just wasn't the same. So I can imagine. Yeah. But we are still going up there. We are still doing investigations. Season three of finding Hayden is already filmed. It just has to get edited. So we haven't, you haven't even seen season two yet. And season three is in the books and uh, Memorial day weekend. I think we start filming season four. So uh, there's a lot to come from Hayden adventure. There's a lot of cool stuff up there and uh, it's, it's an amazing property with uh, a lot of evidence. So oh, you were kidding that you're busy. I mean, I know you told me the other day that you've been swamped, but just listening to the intro, I'm taking notes and I'm like, oh, this and this. And I was like, geez. But that's good, though. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I uh, today to give you an example of just my day today, I uh, I had to get up and I recorded um, another podcast interview right away this morning. Then I was supposed to have uh, lunch with a friend from high school and that got canceled. But then I ended up going shopping and then I've been working on the electrical in the RV since about like three o'clock until now. And now I'm doing this podcast and then I got to go back to doing electrical in the RV and and i i yeah that's just today so never ended but you wouldn't have it any other way right yeah if you if you have nothing to do you get bored and then you know things happen so yeah that's awesome <laughs> awesome so tell me enough about all caps what tell me about yourself tell me uh you your first email to me you said that you've been doing bigfoot research for nearly 10 years tell me how you got started in that and where you go yeah i um you know, I got in, introduced to this topic at a very young age. I had two uh, grandfathers um, that both claimed to have encounters, and they were both avid outdoorsmen, big-time hunters all their lives. Um, and they never – the funny thing is, is they're the classic, like, I think this happened to me, but I've never shared it with anybody. And the reason that they both shared it with me was that outside of the first podcast I did a couple years ago um, – getting back into the topic of Sasquatch, I shared my personal experience that happened to me in 2010. Um, and I shared that with my, my two grandfathers because I was the same way. I was like, I don't know what to do with this information. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a lot of questions from it. I'm like, where do I go? Who do I talk to? Can I talk to anybody? And of course I started with family and, uh, you know, it kind of snowballed from there. Um, but that was how I got introduced was just talking to them. And, and again, it, they definitely told me stories, but I didn't find out that they each had their own encounter until 2011, 2012 time. So I was already, you know, much into my teen years at that point. Um, but again, just growing up with the stories and I've always been interested, um, you know, in the oddball type, like paranormal, uh, Loch Ness Monster, episodes of Bigfoot, things of that nature. So it was definitely in the back of my mind of like, maybe something's out there. And I've always loved to be in the outdoors anyway. I've been a lifelong hunter, hiker, things of that nature. As as much hiking as you can do in Michigan, that is. Um, (laughs) We we definitely have some, you know, if you want to call it backcountry, sure. We have some thick areas of forest, but nothing, you know, no mountainous terrain or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's really how I got into it was through them. And um, one of them lived in, still lives in Montmorency County, which is in northern Michigan. for those that are familiar with with Mackinac City, right at the tip of the Lower Peninsula, it's about an hour south of that 
um, is roughly where their house is. And we've been going up there my whole life because they've lived up there, you know, since before I was born. Um, the biggest thing we would do is when I was on summer break from school, elementary school, middle school, high school, we would go up there for a week or so and just spend time up there with them. And, um, you know, I'll keep, I guess I'll keep my encounter brief because I, I can go into a ton of details that I remember, but it was ultimately a very short experience. Uh, what was happening was I was 15 at the time. I was just out walking the two tracks and walking the dirt roads in this little subdivision that they live in up in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, outside of their little half acre and their neighbors, it's surrounded by state land. 360 degrees, degrees around you, wherever you look, the nearest town's 20 minutes by car. Um, so they're not really near any civilization outside of the 20 other people that live right around them. Um, so obviously being up there, there's there's only so much that you can just sit in a chair and stare at a tree, right? So I get up and I do my walks and I was walking out to the lake, which is three quarters of a mile to a mile from their house. And I'm walking back, it's dusk. As I'm walking up this dirt road, I keep hearing this rustling off to my side. Obviously in that area, I'm assuming it's a deer, maybe it's some squirrels running around. Uh, worst case scenario, it's a, it's a bear, you know, cause there's a decent population of black bear in that area. And I'm hearing this rustling, I'm not seeing anything. So I keep walking and it, I just notice that it keeps getting louder and sounds like it's, keep, it's getting closer to me. So finally I just stop in my tracks, I turn full body, look to my left and I see this dark silhouette crouched down on the ground immediately i'm like oh that's a bear not good need to get out of here um and then it stood up on two legs and when it stands up i'm like okay it's not that big and i say not that big because at this time i was already over six foot it looked to be it looked to be similar to to my height or smaller um so it i was like it's not that big but it's so broad i'm like this is a huge bear like it's like a fat bear out here in the woods i need to get the hell out of here you know but it's when i'm looking at this trying to rationalize what i'm looking at i notice how long its arms go and it's not like the bear stands up and the bear's legs i mean this thing was like a person was standing there in the woods i never thought person though because its shoulders were at least two two times as broad as mine if not three times as broad as mine but it's around the same height as me like what is this thing is it a person out here trying to pull a prank? Is it just this crazy bear I'm looking at? What is this thing I'm staring at? And I'm looking at it. I'm not seeing any ears. I'm not seeing any facial features. I'm not even seeing a snout. So I've always justified it even now. I was like, I was probably whatever it was. I was looking at the back of it because I couldn't see really any features at all. I saw this circular head. It was superhuman shaped go into the shoulders, but it, it went straight from the head to these super broad shoulders. There really wasn't a neck at all. So that's why I, originally I thought bear. And again, just how broad it was, cut straight down, arms went all the way down past what I would assume is the, the halfway point, its waist, I guess. And it didn't do much. It just kind of stood there. And I'm, I'm standing there kind of in amazement. I'm not really moving. I'm just frozen with questions not even fear at this point just questioning what what is this thing and then it dropped back down to the ground as soon as it did that i started running i'm looking at it but i'm running because i'm like i don't know where it's going to go i don't know if it's coming towards me and i can hear the brush moving i can see it ever so often just gliding off away from me but the other thing that stands stands out in my mind other than the arms and the length of the arms is that when it ran away it didn't run like a typical bear and it definitely didn't run like a human. Like when you see a human get down when you're you know, playing with kids or whatever, you try to emulate that, that bear crawl and the butt's always arched up in the air. This thing had like a flat back, like I'm talking straight with the horizon flat. And you could see the shoulders bounce up and down as it's moving away. Super heavy brush and everything. And it's, it's like I said, it was dusk at this point. So it's hard to tell, but the arms and the way that it moved just crisp across the ground will always stand out in my mind. And I shared, as soon as I opened up with my grand, both my grandpas a year later and then two years later, it almost put in my head of like, you didn't see a bear, you didn't see a person. I don't know if I can say I saw a Sasquatch because, you know, we, we haven't found one yet, right? They haven't brought one in to, to, to verify DNA and we haven't had a body brought in um 
But as crazy as this sounds, it's the only thing in my mind that even makes sense. And it's still right now, after all the time I've been in the woods trying to locate what I originally found, the research I continuously do, it's still to me, I'm like, I don't know if they're real, but it's the only thing that makes sense. And it's hard for me to rationalize that. And it's even harder for me to talk to people that some of my friends that are flat out, like they know how interested I am in the topic but they're 100% skeptic. So they go, you know, I, I trust you. I know who you are. I know your background. I know where you work because I work in the law enforcement field and the municipality field. Um, they're like, but that story sounds effing crazy. I don't know if that's what you really saw, you know? And I just like, you know what? I can't tell you anything other than what I experienced that day. And you can run with your opinion, you know, however you want. And that's really how I tried to justify it as a no. So. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's that's really cool. Maybe maybe scary in the time, you know, but uh, it's it's cool that you got to see it. So, how close were you when it when it stood up? Again, it was, it was so. I say it was so long ago, but it also seems like it was like you know last year. And I think just because it's such a such a thing that stands out in my mind, if I had to take a guess, I'd say probably forty yards. It was fairly close. Okay. So it it was close enough to where. In my mind, I thought, if this is a bear, I'm going to be able to see its ears, or at least the outline. I'm going to be able to see a snout. And those are the reasons why, some of the reasons why, whatever I was looking at, I feel like was facing away from me. Probably still knew I was there because animal or humanoid or whatever, they're going to sense when something else is around. You know, it's just natural. I mean, humans sense when other things are around. I did because I heard the noises. But, um, yeah, I would say probably 40 yards into the wood mine. So it when it when it stood up from the the crouch position or wherever it was originally, you think that you were like looking at the back of it, right? Because you sure. you couldn't see anything like that. So when it went back down, did you notice it go like away from you as it went down? Then, like you would assume from the back. Yeah, it definitely was going away. It was almost um, as th- I. This is the thing that really irks me, and it's just something I do with the evidence in the field now. I wish I knew where it came from, right? Because when it did go away, it was going away from me, but it was almost at like an angle, like uh, just going at an angle. It wasn't straight, you know, 180 or 90 degree or anything. It was just going off on that angle away from me. I could tell it was moving away because you could see the brush moving and getting farther away. But I wish I knew where it came from. Like even all the noises I heard, I kept looking, but I wasn't seeing anything. And then it, it wasn't until I just happened to glance over and saw this dark, like black colored silhouette sitting there basically. So, so the whole time, how long would you say your whole encounter lasted? Like from the time you saw it stand up to the time it, it started moving away? Sure. Um, honestly, under a minute, okay. 45 seconds, maybe at the most. Um, you know, it's, I guess anybody that has had an experience, whether it, they believe it's Bigfoot or whatever it is, even a bear in the forest, um, when you're alone, you know, and you don't have anything, um, any sort of protection or anything. Time literally, and I didn't understand this until that moment, time stands still. In my mind, I feel like it was an hour long, I was frozen encounter. I understand later, like, that's not possible. I didn't stand face to face with this thing for 20 minutes. So I would say under a minute at most. No, I totally understand that. I've had uh, stuff happen out in the woods and stuff. And, you know, obviously you watch our show. We run GoPros all the time and I get super excited. I go watch it back. And this like five minute segment that I'm getting ready to edit was only like 30 seconds. And I'm like, that felt like so much longer, this whole thing that happened there. And I mean, like, for example, you know, like um, you watch the Finding Heidens, the where the, the thing is walking around behind us. Yeah where we can feel like the, the ground shake and stuff like that felt forever, like 20 minutes for me. And I think almost the entire segment is part of that episode and it's not even like two minutes, three minutes. So yeah, I, I, I get that. But, um, so, um, you, you say it was dark when it was crouching. Was it, was it black then, or was it a dark Brown or could you tell that? I couldn't tell. I've always said black. Um, but of course, you know, it could have just been dark brown. Um, the first thing I thought was black bear, and maybe just because of how dark that fur was. And that's the first thing that goes to my mind, right? I mean, I, I've been up there all my life at this point, 15 years of walking around the forest. Um, I'm always comfortable out there. And the weird thing is, is like, I'm still comfortable out there. 
um, there, there's only been less than a handful of times, maybe two or three times where I've been in the woods and I've had this feeling of like, you need to get the hell out of here. This is not good. And that's even after the fact that didn't happen before my encounter. This is like more recent times. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess I would say black. And again, it was dusk. It was summertime, but it, it was definitely dusk. So. Okay. Very neat. Um, I had another question. My next question was going to be, was it dusk? Cause I, I knew I couldn't remember what you had said, but, um, hmm. Oh, so when, when you're doing your research now, so this is what kind of sparked it all and everything for you. Um, when you go back out, have you gone back and done research in that specific area for these? Well, I, I've been near the area. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll go off on a quick, it's not a long tangent, quick tangent. So one of my other passions is, um, is filmmaking. It's always been filmmaking, even since I was a child. And I know I've heard this on another podcast. I, I heard one of the bonus episodes you did on uh, Sasquatch Odyssey or Paranormal Odyssey with uh, Brian King Sharp. Mm -hmm. And um, I found you guys on YouTube. But then, of course, I found that podcast because I listened to that podcast as well. And I was like, oh, this is great. I, I've known Barthi. I know his YouTube channel. I got to listen to it. One of the things you brought up was that you um, did professional wrestling at one time. I did, yes. So you, I'm assuming growing up you were a fan of that? Uh, starting about uh, the 2000s, I started watching. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar with all the way back and stuff, but I, I've never watched WCW. It's always okay. been like WWE pretty much for me. Okay, I can I can relate to that, and I don't mm -hmm. want to go off on a on a wrestling thing here, but <laughs> def definitely, podcast. <laughs> definitely a big fan. I'll say that. But to tie that into the filmmaking, the reason I got interested in filmmaking was out of either the kindness or the lack of care for my parents as a young child. My <laughs> self at five years old was introduced to WWF, um, and literally my earliest memory when it comes to like entertainment. For whatever reason, I remember coming downstairs in my childhood home. And my parents had all their friends over and they were watching WrestleMania 17. And I literally can remember sitting down, looking at the TV, and I, I was watching the, the Rock and Austin promo that, that builds the match. Mm -hmm. That today, if whatever reason I, I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about, I don't know why, that today sticks in my mind of like, I want to create stuff like that for the rest of my life. And this is like from a five-year-old perspective, right? I don't even know half what the world is, but I knew I was like, that's what I want to do. That stuck with me forever. So to build to have I been back to that area, I have plans um, over the next year to go back to the area to, to do a little project that we're, we're in pre-production of. Um, I'll just say that. Um, but definitely some of the plans involve that specific area, exactly where that encounter happened. Um, I've done research in the approximate area um, because we do still hunt in that area. Um, I go up there to hunt at least once a year, whether it's bow or, you know, rifle season. But, um, but yeah, I have done research in that area. Um, I unfortunately haven't had another sighting or anything that I thought was a sighting, but definitely some strange activity up there for sure local encounters and things of that nature. And there's a lot of people I've talked to that, uh, that live around there, just talking to locals and whatnot, that some of them have, have shared information that would tend to lean towards Sasquatch um, activity. And then a couple of them have, you know, reported sightings and what they've saw. And it's, it's definitely interesting because of the area. And, you know, I'm so familiar with it. Now, obviously we don't, you don't have to say where exactly it is, but you said it was kind of like at the, the, bottom tip of upper Michigan, right? Is that where this yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to give out the road names or anything, but it is in Montmorency County um, in between, if anybody looks on a map, in between the city of Atlanta and Onaway. So it's definitely like this region of Michigan. So, I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty far north. Um, they're, like I said, they're about an hour south of Mackinac City, which is right at the tip of the lower peninsula. Okay. So you're in lower Michigan then. That's where this was. Yeah, yeah, like the lower lower northern region, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, we haven't done anything over in that area as far as research and that. We've done some up in upper Michigan, but uh, mm -hmm. we did go looking for a dog man in lower Michigan uh, okay. a couple of years ago, but um, that's that's the most we've done in lower Michigan so far. But okay. very cool, very cool. Yeah, I, I know you said by Mackinac there, so I wasn't sure if it was an upper or lower. But. Sure, yeah, no, lower peninsula. And there is um, 
I don't need to tell you because you have such a busy, busy schedule. Uh, but if you ever have time, there's definitely a lot of places in the Lower Peninsula that uh, you you can feel like you're by yourself. I mean, there's a lot of remote areas, even though, like I said, it's not very mountainous, as you know. Um, but there's definitely some some backwoods and some dark, dark spots to look at. Up in Upper Michigan as well. We have done, like I said, a lot of research up in there and stuff. But, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so moving along here, so you, you had your first encounter here, you, you told your family and stuff. So then you just wanted to go out and just kind of research and, and recreate that again, or, or how did, how did this all start? Yeah. So like I said, 2010 was the sighting, um, by 2012, I, two people knew about it and they were both family members. Um, and I kind of told myself, I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if Bigfoot's real. I feel like at this point, it's definitely a possibility. I've always thought it was a possibility before this, but that sighting kind of like set in stone in my mind. Um, I try to be as skeptical as possible, which for me, it's even hard to say like, hey, I had a Sasquatch sighting mm -hmm. because I don't know if I did. I'd like to believe I did because it's fun, right? <laughs> I mean, definitely <laughs> being one of those people that you can say that and have some meaning behind it. Um, but yeah, so 2012, after talking to second grandfather and hearing his encounter that happened right around that same area fairly close anyway i'm talking within probably 50 to 60 miles of where mine was um and that was back in the 80s um but still i was like wow i didn't realize one i didn't realize you had a sighting thanks for finally telling me and two i didn't realize how close it was um so yeah i just started doing my own stuff beginning from 2012 just when i had free time literally up until now it's just kind of snowballed into a much bigger process and having money to afford things like a nicer camera and, you know, all of the equipment and things of that nature. But um, 2012 till now. So yeah, 11 years coming up this summer. If you, I mean, if we boil it down to the point. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, just off um, the, the bare details and stuff. Can you share like kind of what uh, your grandfather had seen? Yeah. He, um, it was kind of similar to mine. He thought it, he was having a, you know, a black bear sighting. Um, he was in, I think two counties South of, of where mine took place and where he lives. He was just hunting in the area with some friends. He was up in a tree stand and he said he heard this grunting, uh, coming from behind him. And of course he was like, at the time he's like, okay, it's gotta be a bear. Thank God I'm 12 feet in this tree right now, but it's gotta be a bear. Just, you know, looking around for it. And he said, he finally caught this, very dark silhouette, but it was walking. And he's like, I've heard of bear walking, but he goes, this thing was walking upright with its arms at its sides, just like a human would walk. He said he, it freaked him out so much that he immediately turned away from it and didn't look at it anymore. He's like, I caught a glimpse of it. I was staring at it for probably five to 10 seconds. I could see it take three or four steps. And he goes, and I was so scared that I didn't want to believe what I was even seeing. I didn't know what I was seeing. So I just turned and, and kept my eyes dead straight. He's like, I didn't see it ever again. He goes, I didn't peek over my shoulder to see where it went or anything like that. He's like, I stood frozen in my tree stand until his friends came. And he was so freaked out that, and I know my grandfather, he used to be, not to be stereotypical, he used to be a bodybuilder. He was like this very strong, burly man back in, even in this time. So when I look at him, I'm like, what is out there that could freak you out that much? I mean, he's had bear encounters and all these things, you know. He was so scared that he never met his friends at the meeting spot when it got dark. He just sat in his tree stand. His friends found him still in the tree. They assumed he, like, fell asleep. And when he got down, they I remember him saying this. They're like, they were all concerned because I was white as a ghost and I was having a hard time talking and they were like, what happened to you? And he said, he's like, I didn't feel comfortable telling them. So I just told them I fell asleep and I never told the, anybody my story. I was like, wow, you know what? You should have shared with them. But I get it because I had a hard time sharing it. So I can only imagine how he felt. So, um, but yeah, that's still like, to me, I'm like, that's cool. This is my grandpa, right? So um, if I witnessed that myself at this point, of course, I keep my eyes locked on it. You know, I'd probably have a camera with me because I always do, but um, I, I would say his is probably scarier than mine, but again, depends on where you're sitting, I guess. Now, was that like, uh, how big do you think that thing was? Did he say? No, I asked him and he said that 
he's like, it looked like human size, um, but he said it was definitely wider. So mm-hmm. I don't know if taller or not, but he goes, you know, it, he's like, I could tell by the bulk of it, it wasn't a human. He's like, but it looked like a man. And when he said that, because I remember even asking him, and, and I was, you know, 16, 17 at this time, whatever it was. Um, I remember asking him, I'm like, well, you were around bodybuilders. You used to, to be one amateur anyway. I was like, did, did it look like the size of them? And he goes, it was like that, but he seemed it, it was even bigger. It was even bulkier than some of the, the guys that I ran with, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, okay, well, that's got to be a pretty damn big individual walking around the woods, you know? And he said, he's like, I couldn't tell just because I looked away so fast. He's like, I just knew that it was covered in black something. He's like, I don't know if it was clothes, it was hair, it was just all black walking through the woods. He's like, it just freaked him out so much he looked away from it. Yeah, that's a very common story. You know, these hunters that, you know, lose track of time, they can't get down, they don't, you know, that's very, you hear that over and over with these experiences and stuff that they just don't know how to process it, you know. Um, One of my recent episodes, I was just talking to one of my guests about this as well, you know, that like, they talk about like the supernatural aspect of these where, you know, you're, you're frozen or petrified and stuff. And I, I'm thinking that it's more or less just your brain isn't processing it. You know, it's, it's yeah. like your, your brain just shuts down. It's nothing weird or supernatural. It's just, you know, like, like I, I said to them, you know, if, if you're in a bar and a guy pulls a knife on you, you know, it's going to end one of two ways or three ways. Maybe, you know, either you're going to get stabbed, you're going to get the knife away from him, or you're going to run. You're, you're, sure. you're just, that's, that's the only way this is going to end, you know, but here you are out in the woods and you see this thing and you cannot even comprehend, you know, a knife is a knife. You know what it is. You know what it does. You know how it acts. But this thing, you have no comprehension of what it is or how to respond to it. So you just shut down. Yeah. You know? No, that makes a hundred percent sense. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a, it's a good way to look at it. I've had that thought and, um, you know, again, this is just my opinion speaking of it, but some of the some of the stories I've heard of uh, of people getting quote unquote zapped or dealing with infrasound, I, I luckily have not had anything like that happen to me while I was in the woods. I hope I don't. But I've wondered the same analogy: is it is it almost just your you know your paralyzing fear taking over your brain, just all the different chemicals going on at one time, just causing your body to shut down or react in a way that you're just not used to because you haven't been in a circumstance like that. Um, or is it something more on the you know scientific or paranormal side that it's infrasound? I don't know. I, I hope I never find out, or at least I hope I find out through somebody else. But you know, yeah. I mean, like you know, when when you get injured too, your body goes into shock. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking that that's kind of like a similar thing, you know, of of the biological response to that. You know, you're you're just overwhelmed your whole system is overwhelmed whether it be from infrasound or something like that or just a natural reaction you know sure yeah i'm really looking forward to uh doug highcheck is uh working on uh, sasquatch legend meets science too and one of the things that they're going to be looking into is is infrasound and a lot of that as well okay so um that that should be really cool yeah sorry about that if you if you can hear that my uh my two kids are upstairs so one of them's not happy that it's almost bedtime oh no it's not almost bedtime it's only seven o'clock she's you know she's a wild child it's almost her bedtime there you go all right (laughs) so you've been out in the woods you've had these experiences and stuff and uh what led you to to me here was uh, you had actually sent me a audio recording to listen to. So uh, I have it here. It's queued up and stuff. But before we get to it, can you kind of walk us through, you know, where you got this, how you got this, and uh, kind of talk us through the experiment that you're doing? Sure. Um, do you mind if I do a quick plug for myself? I just want to absolutely throw it out there. Okay. So, um, again, my, my first passion in life, besides what turned into be Sasquatch, was always filmmaking. Um and through that process, it, it really started in 2013. Um, I met my good friend now, Jesse. I met him just through work with him. He used to be a co-worker. And we formed a friendship there and a tight bond. And uh, he was interested in the paranormal. I was interested in Bigfoot. We were like, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's do a web series. Well, that web series never took off the ground. Uh, we, we did some investigations. We definitely have some footage, but it nothing happened. You know, career and family life got in the way. And 
it is what it is. It happens. So in about 2020, we were talking again and I was like, you know what? I'm finally in a good place in my career. I'm getting some more time off. He was doing the same thing, although he was transitioning, same thing. I was like, have you ever thought about picking up what we were talking about? He's like, Dude, I think about it every day, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we were like, all right, well, let's do that. And we did a couple paranormal investigations to get just kind of off the ground and see what we can do. Well, then we jumped ahead and I was like, hey, if we're doing this, I'm doing a Bigfoot one. You know how much I love the topic. I'm doing it. I've wanted to do it since I was a teenager because I had this happen to me, blah, blah, blah. So we started that. So I created a 1621 Studios. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we do little short films here and there. Well, this audio recording was picked up through doing some research for uh, Woodline um, is the title of it. A, um, I guess if you want to call it a, a true documentary, um, it's super amateur. So please, if anybody checks it out, I'm not a professional. I, I do this part-time. I like to say I'm pretty professional. I'm not. Um, but we were doing some research for that. And one of the investigations we did was in actually southeast Michigan, not too far away from the metro Detroit area, funny enough. Um, it's still a super heavily, heavily wooded area. Um, it's in Washtenaw County, which borders Wayne County, the most populous county in Michigan. And we were out there one night doing some of the investigations and not a whole lot happened while we were out there this particular night. Um, we definitely had some strange feelings. Uh, we potentially got a wood knock that we heard. It was definitely in the distance, but it was enough that I told him, I was like, let's just leave the audio recorder here. We have plans to come back the next day anyway to pick up the trail camera we set up. I'm leaving an audio recorder. So I found this stump that was back in the wood line. It was definitely off the trail that we were using to you know, get to different places. Um, I set that up and I let it run all night. It's a, it's a long duration recorder. We left, went home, uh, we came out the next afternoon. I picked it up. Obviously had no idea at that moment if anything was on it. Put it in my pocket. We started doing more investigations. Um, that night that we went back out there, we were able to get two wood knocks on camera. Um, they're a little bit in the distance, but it's clear enough that it definitely freaked us out. So we're walking towards the trailhead and we hear, you know, really quick, click, click. We both turn and we're like, oh, shit, I didn't think that was going to happen. That just scared me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we're getting up to the trailhead. And of course, we're doing a film. So we're like, hey, we're, we're out here, blah, blah, blah. And you do your little narration. During the middle of this, we get another wood knock. And this is about 10 minutes after the two. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Like, I've heard them before, but that's weird. Now I've heard of three. And I look around, we do a couple takes. Five minutes after that, we get another wood knock in a different area little bit farther away i'm like i don't know what's going on here like and then he looks at me and he doesn't necessarily he's not a believer he's not a skeptic he's kind of in the middle uh but he looks at me for advice he's like what is that i'm like i don't know this has never happened to me before you know <laughs> and we went on with the night and i get back the next morning after getting a couple hours of sleep and i immediately check that footage i'm like sweet we got four wood knocks you can hear on camera let me see what's on the audio recording. And that's when I found what I sent over to you. Awesome. So this was recorded overnight. This is not off your, your video footage, right? Okay. Correct. This is recorded when we were not there. Awesome. All right. Well, let's take a listen and see what we think. So we got like three wood knocks or claps or something there right in rapid succession. Was this, is this edited together or were they right like that? That is how you hear it. That the only editing I did was I turned the audio up so that they're a little more audible, which you can tell by the background static. Um, but as far as cutting down anytime, didn't touch it. That is how they were recorded and what I heard. Um, about, uh, are you able to tell kind of what time of night it was or in the morning? Yeah, I believe believe it was around 3 4 a.m. sometime in that time span um just given the time of when we left and you know where they were at when i was able to look at the audio um the thing that stuck out to me the most is that middle knock that that middle i say it's super clear it's like a definitive like bam or if it's a clap it's like a really good one right 
that's what the other four that we heard earlier that night sounded like. And again, two of them were, I'll just say for me, looking straight ahead at the trailhead, two were off to my right, get to the trailhead, we start talking. There was another one off to my right. And then there was another one back behind us. So a totally different location, but they all sounded like that middle, I guess, knock that you just played in the, in the three. All right, let's take one more listen here. Yeah, that distinct, just bam, like super clear, like almost unmistakable sound of either huge hands or wood on wood. Um, it, yeah, it was it was a strange experience. I've had other experiences similar. There, it wasn't like that, though. That was definitely the four back to back to back to back, all within a 20 minute time span. First time I've ever experienced that. Wow. Yeah, they, they definitely, they have more of a, like a clapping sound to them almost, you know, when, when you hear the wood on wood sound, especially like when you're out there doing it and stuff, it has more of a, a deeper echoey sound to it, I guess, maybe, but right. uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've always like gone back and forth on, on different audio and stuff like that. And I feel like it's probably more feasible that these things are out there clapping or, or making vocalizations and stuff than actually, you know, picking up a log or, or hitting a tree like that. But, uh, you know, until you, you see one doing this, you know, you, you have this behavior in other great apes. You have, like, the slapping of the ground with the chimpanzees and gorillas and stuff, and even clapping in that. Um, and so you we know that the other great apes and stuff do this behavior. So it, it stands to reason that, I mean, like, Look at look at what you were talking about earlier. You know these things are massive, the size right. of the shoulders, the the um, you know just huge. So these hands, you know they're they're like twelve inches long. I have a, a hand cast here that we got up in the Rhinelander area, and from from tip to tip there, from the the tip of the fingers down to the the base of the uh, palm there is about twelve inches. Hmm. Now, so these are massive meat things that are slapping together out there you know and it, it's very very easy to make that sound i mean you know having said that you watch pro wrestling and that you know listen to some of the the hits and stuff on there like the chops and other things you know that's a lot of flesh on flesh smacking and those they're able to pick up very clear with audio and stuff and you know maybe take a look at that you know something to, to think about like listen to how that sounds compared to your your wood knocks or what we're calling wood knocks and stuff and, and see if, you know, maybe there's a comparison there. I am. I, I, it's the second time I'll say this. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> um, I was going to segue into that is funny enough. When we were listening to it, Jesse, the, the guy that was working on this with me, he is really like, he's super outdoorsy. He's loves the outdoors and he's really big into coyotes. So anytime that I have like a strange howl or, you know, I'll be, lucky enough some people will send me recordings from time to time like local and they'll be like hey what do you think of this when it's howls i'm myself i'm just not good with that i've definitely have heard some strange things i always send that to him but when he was telling me like even weeks after this project was done and it was already released he's like what do you think those were and you don't have to play it again but the first like clap or knock or whatever it almost to me sounds like there's interference like whether it's it's a like bush or there's leaves or something on it, which is why I always thought it was a knock. But that second one's so crisp and clear that I thought smack. And funny enough, I watched a wrestling clip on YouTube of where somebody took their palm and just smacked the chest. And I was like, oh man, and I listened to that thing seven or eight times back. And I'm like, it sounds so familiar. Maybe it is hand clapping. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to, you know, ruin anyone's childhood or anything here, but uh, having been a pro wrestler for, for 10 years, um, when you're, if you watch wrestling, you're going to notice this a lot more. And this is why I say it's going to ruin it. But when you're punching, when you bring that fist around, you're also smacking yourself to make that. I don't know if you, can you hear that over that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So when you're, when you're coming around that hit, of the body or a kick you're slapping your leg or your thigh as you're doing that impact because you're not making that impact with your opponent. You're, you're making that sound 
with yourself, your own body. So right. you find new ways of, of making the loudest sound that you can. So it sounds better and stuff so with that in mind. I mean, it definitely sounds like that. You know, this is definitely a possibility. I mean, let's we listen to it once more here with that in mind. Yeah, I would say you're probably right. Thank you for tying my two loves into one conversation. This is great for me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this really is. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, I, it's a really cool audio clip. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else it is. I mean, if it's not Bigfoot, I don't know. You know, what else makes those noises out in the woods? Can, can I ask you this as far as like, again, you don't have to give out any information of where you are, but... Sure. How far away was the audio recorder from, say, like a road or a house or any other civilization? At least, well, I, from the road, definitely at least a mile. We walked in a mile um, on the trailhead. So anywhere between a mile and a mile and a half, I definitely placed it somewhere in that. Because even I remember dropping it off and we still had a 25-minute walk back. Um, so it was quite a ways off of a road. Um, the area we were in, they do have like some off-grid campsites rustic campsites, I guess you could call them. Um, but again, one of the things I added in the email was the whole time we were out there, we kind of chose the time of year to go out that we did because we knew there wasn't going to be many people out. Um, mm -hmm. Michigan was definitely starting to get colder. Um, not that people don't camp in the winter, but obviously a lot less do, right? Um, mm -hmm. And we never saw any vehicles. There's one spot near the trailhead to park at. We were the only vehicle there that, you know, when we got there, when we left, um, we didn't come across any other human sign out there, Not no like recent trash or uh, even campfire look like it's been built, nothing recent. And that's one of the things, no matter where I am, I look for um, and started to look more for is definitely human sign, whether it's garbage laying around, campfires, um, vehicle tracks, whatever you, you call them. Um, there was like nothing, which reviewing all everything that we got and keeping that in mind, it almost more set of like, I think we really have something here. I don't think it was a misidentification because the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, somebody was out there messing with us because this is too good to be true, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when I go back to my sighting, it's almost too good to be true. This couldn't have happened to me. But then again, I'm like, it's got to happen to somebody. I just got lucky, I guess. You know, that's the way I'm going to look at it anyway. Yeah, I went out uh, by myself one night to uh, the mountain area. And this is since the mountain episode aired. So you haven't seen any of this footage or anything, but um, we started a different area out there and um, I went out and I did a wood knock and he, almost immediately I got a response to it that was extremely loud and almost like, um, like a gunshot going off. But you know, the, the guns make more of a, like a, like a percussive sound, you know, there's right. a, an echo or more or less to it. And this thing was just one loud bang. Okay. And I have, and I'm, I'm in the middle of the woods at this point. Like I'll, I'll tell you, there's, there's nobody else around. We're, we're deep in the woods on, on a road, but it, it goes, it's like a fire lane through the wood and stuff. There's, there's nobody else around. So it's not like another car door or a house or anything of that nature. And I have no idea what that noise. Is. So. Wow. Well, I got to ask, um, going off of that, and this is something that I feel like I've encountered a couple times. Um, have you been out in the woods and have heard pops, almost like like mouth pops? Have you ever been subjected to that? Not really. Um, okay. I think uh, if, you, if you've watched our stuff in the, the Mountain Wisconsin episode, uh, me and Luke are around that campfire there, and... Uh, we hear what we think is like wood knocks and we started doing wood knocks to try and communicate back and forth. And those were kind of weird, almost like a, a frog sound, but I'm not sure. Like we still don't know if that was actually like a wood knock or if those were, um, you know, something else, but they, they did respond. It took them a while to, to respond back to us, but uh, you know, they, okay they did reply we got the knocks in response let's see if uh if we got a second here i'm gonna see if i can play that uh wood knock for you sure um let's see 
This is what happens when you have um, too many hard drives. <laughs> I, I definitely, I have a quick hard drive story for you after we listen to the audio. Oh, it please go ahead. It's going to take me a minute to find this. So, One of the things I was bringing up, is, uh, I asked that because we, we heard what sounded like a mouth pop um, a couple of years ago near the same area of my sighting. When I said I've done um, expeditions around that area, this is one of the examples. I was out with... Uh, with my friend Jesse and we heard he heard what sounded exactly like a like a mouth pop I thought and it's just being probably a different position in the wind of everything I was like oh dude you hear that wood knock and he goes that was not a wood knock I'm like well, what did you hear it tells me a pop and me and him are arguing in the middle of the woods about this thing right this used to be on camera this is why I say hard drive story I never backed this footage up on anything other than my computer and three months later my computer crashes and dies so this footage and this, what happens is nowhere to be found, which sucks because it's such a great story. And I wish I had the footage that did exist at that time. We're arguing back and forth and we hear it again. And he's like, gets loud at this point. And he's like, did you not hear what sounded like a mouth pop that time? And like, he's yelling at me in the forest and we're alone. And I go, yeah, I guess so. Like I was just calm about it, you know? And he got mad and he starts yelling again. And I kid you not, off in the distance, we hear this loud, we hear, ooh, ooh, like two loud grunts. And then we hear some brush moving. And I was like, what the F was that? Like, I just got white as a ghost. He's like, I don't know what it was. He starts to walk into the truck. He gets in the truck. And I go over, and I'm like, and I, this was all recorded. I got my camera. I'm all like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not going back outside. He's like, it's time to go. I'm not messing around. It's like the first time he's been out in the woods, right? doing this kind of stuff he's like i don't care what's out there i'm not going so of course i go over and find a tree and i try to do some wood knocks and <laughs> nothing happens through the night but that's my hard drive story if i had that backed up that would have been included in some of the things i've done but of course stupid me i didn't back it up and it's gone forever now so wow yeah i have um i currently have hooked up um six 12 terabyte hard drives it's good though. And I have two more sitting over in a box that are waiting for USB ports and uh, some free space to install them. So perfect. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of stuff. But all right, I think I got this. So this is uh, hopefully the uh, audio that I recorded up at Mountain Wisconsin. Did you hear that? Faintly, yeah. I actually turned on my volume. Faintly, I did. It's like a huge crash. I'm going to try and back up here. I haven't watched this for a while, so I wasn't sure where it was, but it's it's right about in here. I don't know how to turn up the audio on this. So Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm out in the middle of the woods. I have no idea what that sound was, but it just sounds like, you know, like when you take a sheet of metal and you, you, uh, that's, that's kind of what it sounded like. But I mean, the audio here does not do it justice of whatever that was. It was loud there. And yeah, I, I, I have no idea what it was. It almost that's sounds metallic. That's interesting. The audio doesn't do it justice, but audio will never do it justice. That's that's the thing. Um, 
but that was yeah that was loud and it didn't sound it definitely didn't sound like it was right on top of you at least from my opinion hearing it but it, that's the point though it was so loud that no matter how far it was away you could still hear it that's crazy yeah wow. so that that was my fun uh my most recent <laughs> un, unreleased uh actually i think it might out it might be out i'm not sure if that's out on um we put some evidence out on like TikTok and stuff, so I don't know if that one's out there, but yeah. So there you go. Now it's out there. Now it's no, out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Very cool, man. Oh. Awesome. So so you also do paranormal as well? Yes, we do. We um uh, we just recently did one. Um just a little kind of hole in the wall restaurant. Um we're we're working on editing that and all the footage we got, but um uh, that was interesting to say the least. I saw my first shadow, which totally freaked me out beyond belief. Cause I never, um, and I definitely watched the shows going up. Ghost Hunters was huge, obviously at one point, especially in my childhood and watching that and ghost adventures and things. I've had an interest in it, but I never went out and did it. Well, Jesse is the opposite of me. He, that's all he's ever done. You know, he never went out and looked for Bigfoot. So kind of two worlds converging, which is great when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, we went out to, um, to a restaurant funny enough not too far from where we picked up the wood knocks and i already i knew of the restaurant just because i've had friends and family in that area um they've gone to it blah 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 used to be a trading post back in the late 1800s that's how it was originated so it's definitely a building that's been around for a long time which um from that you know you're gonna get what you're gonna get but um yeah we we were lucky enough to go do an investigation in that and um i saw my first shadow and it was it was a big shadow it's probably it was taller than me and again i'm six foot four on a good day when i wear my boots six foot four six foot five so it was taller than me and it was just standing in the doorway and it's almost it we had a door closed and one door open to go into the back of the restaurant and i turn around talking to jesse and you see this thing step to the side and i'm like holy crap I don't know what I just saw. He caught it too. And he's like, starts, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, what? You saw that? Blah, blah, blah. We had that. We we had some, uh, some definitely some strange audio picked up. Um, he's used the equipment more, a lot more than I have. But we had um, what's called the REM pod um, set up. And that thing was going off periodically, which to me freaks me out. Because I, I know how they say it works. And that thing, that little piece of equipment, I don't like. I do it, but I don't like because it, it definitely <laughs> freaks me out sitting in a dark room, you know, and that thing just starts going off. And um, one of the other things we had is um, this is my lack of I never use this stuff. Most I do is um, like EVP sessions, but we had the um, I think it's a spirit box where mm -hmm. it'll pick up frequencies. A radio and, um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, some people believe that um, spirits can can communicate through that. There was an I'm not kidding you. It's going to be out later. So eventually I'll be able to show everybody. Um, there was one point where we're sitting there and we're using it. And we're asking questions. And he, for whatever reason, he loves to say, if you don't want us here, you're going to have to scare us out of here. You're going to have to force us to leave. You know, the classic. And I always look at him. I go, you, you're an idiot. I don't know why mm -hmm. you're going to say that. So he says that. And clear as day, his name comes across the spirit box. And it's just like static, static. And you hear Jesse. And we both freeze. We're like, time to go. I got up. I walked out of the shot. The camera follows me, you know. I'm like, you do your stuff. I'm going to go wait in this other room. He starts cracking up because it's funny, but it's not funny, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we definitely have a history of doing some paranormal stuff. I wish we would just stick to Bigfoot because I'm more comfortable <laughs> in that field. But but we do a little bit of both. So, yeah. I, I feel like in all honesty, Bigfoot is probably safer in. <laughs> Thank you. you know? And that's, that's pretty bad. I mean, you're out there with, you know, cougars and wolves and coyotes and God knows what and stuff, but Bigfooting is probably still safer than, um, you know, paranormal. So. Thank you. I agree with that. I have watched some of your, uh, your paranormal stuff that you have up documenting fear. Um, that alone freaked me out. So thanks for sharing that. Cause I was like, yeah, well, I won't be doing that in the future. <laughs> Kudos to you guys for having the guts to do it. Oh, we got, we got some pretty, uh, some interesting stuff coming up. So you'll have to stay tuned. All right. I'm interested yeah. in it. I'll be here. Uh, well, before we head out here, I'm going to tell you too, we got the new, uh, at the end of the month, uh, Memorial day weekend, Sunday, the brand new UFO 
part one episode comes out. Uh, all of our experiments and stuff that we did last summer with the UFOs and uh, trying to make contact with, uh, you know, extraterrestrials or UAPs, whatever you have them. Uh, a lot of interviews with uh, people in Wisconsin stuff. And uh, the episode one, part one, ends in a very interesting way. So, okay. Interesting. <laughs> for yourself and everybody else listening, yeah. uh, that one will be out this, um, the end of May, Memorial Day weekend. That one comes out Sunday. And then uh, part two is comes out in two months again. So every two months we put out a, a, a big documentary episode. So awesome! Well, I, I, I'm subscribed. I'll wait for the little bell to go off now. We're fishing and come in. So awesome. but I'll be looking. I'll be looking for that. That's awesome. Definitely, it's it's going to be good. It's it's a pretty good episode. And uh, yeah, so that's uh that's our next one. The next one after that is part two of the UFOs, and then we have a paranormal investigation at a private residence uh, later this year as well. Will be coming out and I. I'm not sure if there's one more after that or not, but yeah. Sweet. And, and right. next year's next years are pretty freaking pretty cool. So <laughs> I just want to skip ahead. Like, oh, right, we're done with this year. Let's let's see these. But so yeah. But, um, anyway, man, tell everybody uh, where you can find your. Uh, you got a YouTube series and documentary, and you have a Facebook or any other website or anything. Well, yep. let everybody know where that is. Yeah. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, new to Twitter, uh, just because me and him don't use Twitter personally. We use the rest. But uh, Twitter and TikTok, you can find us on all of those. We are 1621 Studios. Just use the numbers, 1621 Studios. Um, again, right now, the biggest thing you'll find on YouTube is Woodline. Um, that is our, uh, I'll say mockumentary, because there's better stuff coming. Let me just put it that way. Over the next year, there there is definitely a better documentary coming. But uh, Woodline, which highlights Bigfoot in Michigan specifically, uh, we go to a couple different locations. That's up on YouTube right now. Uh, we do have some past paranormal experiences on there as well, um, just kind of little quick investigations. And our newest um, in-production film we're working on is called The In. There is a teaser right now out on uh, YouTube. You can find it again on Facebook, Instagram. It's on TikTok. I think it's on Twitter at this point, to be honest with you. Um, that is going to highlight the experience I just shared with seeing the shadow and visiting this local restaurant, things of that nature. So, um, we're very excited for the end. Jesse's super excited because I'm normally the main, if you want to call it director of photography and editor. Um, but I have hands off this project. This is all in his, this is his baby. So I told him it better turn out well, or you're never doing this again. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you letting me share. So anybody out there wants to check it out. 1621 studios we'd appreciate it awesome do you do uh like uh research in let me start over you do research in michigan to begin with like follow reports and stuff or no yes yeah that was um that was actually how it started is um you know i again i shared and i'll real quick shared my experience with my two grandfathers um at that point i didn't know what else to do with it right and i started looking online to see if if anybody was having encounters I heard of the show Finding Bigfoot. It was huge at the time, but I didn't know anything about it. Like I watched it here and there. I had no clue what the BFRO was, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to their website and the first thing I see on the left is region. I check Michigan. I'm like, whoa, look at all these numbers pop up, a couple hundred. And then I see submit your sighting. So I'm like, what do I got to lose? Let's see what they think about it. You know, and I just, I threw it out there and I was lucky enough to have an investigator um, contact me another one that lives in Michigan. Um, I can't talk about what's coming up exactly. I wish I could. I'll just let you know that the past is about to meet the present because that same person that I was lucky enough to speak to all those years ago, him and I have reconnected and um, we got an upcoming project over the next year. So that, that's, that's really cool. I, I think it's awesome that I can bring this kind of full circle. Right. And, um, and through that, again, like you mentioned, yeah, it definitely snowballed into something bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, I go out when I can. I do. Obviously, I have a, a family and a full-time career, so it's super hard for us to even get out in the field. But I do get emails occasionally. Um, I try to keep it Michigan-based. I'm totally upfront and honest with that just because surrounding states like maybe Ohio, maybe Wisconsin, those things, yeah, I could probably go to if I could find the time to. But it's so much easier for me to do things in the lower peninsula because it's just within an arm's reach, I, I like to say, you know. Um, but I know that CAPS welcomes all all reports. If anybody specifically in the Lower Peninsula has anything they want to report, 
1621productions at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I will definitely listen to your evidence, listen to your stories, and uh, provide whatever feedback I can. Um, and, and I like to warn people, I'm not brutally honest, but I am honest. If I hear something and I don't see it, I'll just flat out say like, hey, I wish and hope that this is what it is, but that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this. I just don't want to give anybody false hope or expectations, honestly, um, because I, I expect the same in return when I throw stuff out and ask for opinions. So, but uh, again, thank you for letting me share that. And thank you for bringing me on. This has been great. Absolutely, man. Let me know uh, when your stuff comes out and if you want to come back, talk more and uh, promote it, just let me know. Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on. I'm going to wrap things up here. And uh, so guys, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this week's episode. I'm your host to Barnaby and make sure you go on over to our website and check out all of our upcoming events and uh, go check out season two of Finding Hayden is uh, just premiered this past weekend. And our new UFOs in Wisconsin episode is coming to YouTube uh, Memorial Day weekend. So guys, until next time, I'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. You will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the public events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcasts or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wisconsin Caps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.